0: the privilege that we have to gather together in the name of Jesus oh how we love him and how grateful we are to him for his death burial and resurrection father we invoke his name that precious name of Jesus over every heart every life over the service over the regions you've given us to reach and father we must get this job done we thank you for light we thank you for clarity and father we end this prayer praying even so lord jesus come father we pray these things in jesus name and all god's people said amen Amen. you may be seated well good morning everyone and welcome to the Fredonia edition of Family Church, one of ten locations meeting throughout New York, Pennsylvania, Europe, and the world. Praise the Lord. So we want to welcome each and every one of you. We're just so thrilled and honored to have you here with us. We want to extend to welcome to all those watching via live stream. And if you're watching live stream, go ahead and let us know and tell us where you're watching from. You know, and so we, we have... An amazing amount of people that watch us all over the world whenever I travel. Oh, I watch you all the time. I watch you all the time. Uh, Just this week, someone told me they're watching all the time. I had no idea they're watching. And yet, no one tells us they're watching. And so, all right. Praise the Lord. Uh, Maybe we can offer a reward or something. (laughs) Yeah, so but you know we we just really help us we want to see how how far reaching so we we, we greet you praise the Lord We're just so thrilled to have church here, and I'm I'm just so very thrilled That uh, whenever we meet the presence of God is here You know, I've been doing a lot of meditating in the book of Revelation concerning Jesus' message to the end days church and what, what it takes to stand before him. What, what does he want for our lives? And uh, he, he said in the church of Ephesus that uh, it, it, because they lost their first love, if they didn't correct some things, he would take his lampstand out of the church. You know what this lampstand is? That's his presence, his anointing. And so that, that is very precious to me and very dear. I guard that. And I'm just so thrilled every time we come, his lampstand is here, his Presence is here and so that that means we're looking at a whole lot of folks that love the Lord praise the Lord So we commend you hey before I get any further Let's go ahead and dismiss the kids to their program if they have not been dismissed already praise the Lord All righty if you do have your Bibles here this morning I'm going to invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 17 Matthew chapter 17. We'll get right in the lesson. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we started a new series called A Supernatural Supply. And the whole theme of this uh, series is to help us think right about God's supply in our life and help us think right when needs arise in our life. And so we're in the third part. Last week we, we had a a little interruption because we we did some vision casting and uh, we'll go ahead and and make mention of that again. Um, you know, with the miracle crusades, um, we want to bring a supply as a church and two areas of supply that we want to bring. Of course, the financial supply. Our announcer Edwin made uh, mention that we we were believing God for thirty thousand. Dollars to come in and I believe we can do that and I made mention that uh, my wife and I and my organization will uh, are going to kick it off and so are already 30% of it's covered by my wife and I in my organization and so I put some of that in already I'm believing for the rest of it to come in by August 1st so we, we trust that everybody is is doing their part you know even if you're going to special meetings isn't your thing it's always a good opportunity to sow an outstanding ground and so uh, Dufresne Ministries is outstanding it is reaching a world that's growing it's on uh, I don't know hot, over a hundred nations the TV program it's just growing growing and, and God's favor and blessing is upon it and so it's it's a great it, you know if you're into investment investment we have some young guys here in investment you know what you want in you want to get out on the ground floor of something that's that's going to grow wouldn't you have loved when Apple started to put some money in Apple uh, you know with, with Walmart and, and Microsoft when they're just starting out the their garage and just well Just put some money in there and, and just imagine the where, where you'd be sitting today. Well uh, we, we see this with the, the frames I mean it was known, but it's it's becoming not only known in America But throughout the world and so it's a wonderful opportunity uh, To give and what we're doing again just a reminder that we want to sow that $30,000 seed and believe for the return for everyone that gives personally, but as a church, as we sow that seed, that it comes towards this building, that uh, we're, we're, we're just going to be aggressive and call magnificent, paid off. Our, our lenders have been very gracious to us, but uh, I, it's been on my heart, let's get this thing paid off. And so, just a reminder concerning that. And again, if you don't have seed to sow, so I don't have any money, you're the perfect candidate for a miracle, The Bible says God gives seed to the sower. 2 Corinthians 9, 10, if you can put that on. And so if you don't have anything to give right now, be asking God, God, I want to give something. And so ask God, and and he gives seed to the sower. And that's the amazing thing about God, when he gives you seed, he releases it and says, that's yours, even though I gave it to you. And then when you sow it, it will come back, multiply good measure, press down chicken together, running over, and you get to keep that harvest on the seed that he gave you and so it 's a win win and I, I, w- I would just be so thrilled if everyone, even if you don 't come, everyone got involved and, and asked the Lord or according to their faith and the second area uh, that we want to sow, not only financially but in prayer, as you know, last week we started uh, the after service, about ten minutes we 're going to be praying. Or the Miracle Crusade, and, and we, we did the math, you know, little by little, uh, you know, that comes up to much as, as you sow in the Spirit, you make a supply available, and also Monday nights with um, women's Monday night prayer, we're making it unisex, and, uh, you know, all men, women, and even if you're not sure what you are, you can come and pray with us, and we'll help you with that, amen, so praise the Lord, some of you were sleeping, so I thought I'd wake you up. And so, hey, I'll go ahead, ushers, you are ready, right? Uh, What we've done, go ahead and start handing them out, come on, um, is here we're praying together as a church for the Miracle Crusade, and you may be wondering what what we pray for. The Bible says in the the New Testament, they're in one accord, they're praying the same thing. And so we just have some sheets uh, uh, that if you could pray these things in English towards the Miracle Crusade, we make it very, very easy here. Praise the Lord. And so we just pray those things. And it'd it only take a few minutes a day to pray. And if you could do that, that'd be awesome. Uh, this We're going to use this format on our Monday night prayer. And, and then after you're done, if you've got some time, pray in the Spirit. You pray God's perfect will out. And so uh, we just hand them out this morning, and they will be available in the back lobby, in the foyer. Uh, so you can grab some, and, and maybe if you miss misread it or if you feel more powerful if you have two of them hey whatever we just want to make sure that you pray so without further ado have you found Matthew uh, chapter 17 Matthew chapter 17 and it reads this and when they Jesus and his disciples were come to Capernaum they that received the tribute money came to Peter and said doth not your master pay tribute, or taxes, or tolls. And he, Peter said, yeah, yeah he does. And when he has come to the house, that was Jesus' house, I wish I could have time, Jesus had more than one house, would you believe that, if you study the scripture closely? And it wasn't a small shack, it was big enough to have meetings in, and there'd be meetings in this house. And uh, Jesus prevented him, but Jesus stopped him, as Peter was coming home, Uh, after the little uh, walk he had, and said, what thinkest thou, Simon? uh, Whom do the kings of the earth take custom, taxes, tolls, you know, uh, custom or tribute from? Their own children or of strangers? Peter said, of strangers. And Jesus said unto him, then the children are free. Notwithstanding, nevertheless, lest we should offend them, go to the sea, cast out a hook, Take up a fish that first cometh up, and when thou hast opened its mouth or his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money, that take, and give it unto them for me and for thee. Now, did this really happen? Absolutely. It's It's in the Bible. And why is this recorded in the Bible? Well, we read from the book of John that there were so many miracles, so many works, so many sayings of Jesus. If everything was recorded, the world itself could not contain the books. And so if everything Jesus did in three years was recorded, our Bibles, we, we would have to, you know, real men. Our Bibles would be this thick. But the things that are recorded are hand-selected by God. And John said this, that you may know some things, and you may believe some things." So anything recorded is for us to know, to learn from, and, and, and to understand, and many times to, how, how to get things from heaven. Now, th- this is a, a very interesting account, and we're using this as a catalyst a, as a foundation stone of this whole whole series because it is supernatural it is beyond the norm but in this account we, we learned some very valuable lessons uh, uh, concerning supply and the first thing and it's recorded and didn't need to be recorded but it was recorded for a reason that Peter was asked about the tax money he was just going about his business going to Walmart going to the bank and and they that collect the taxes is does your, your master pay taxes? Well, he, he was quick to respond. Yeah, yeah, he does. You know, he's above board. You know, he, you know, he files his taxes and all that. But uh, when he came home, when Peter came home to Jesus' house, evidently he was thinking on something. Yeah, have you ever been thinking about things? You know, we, we, this is what this mind does. It thinks on stuff. But um, evidently Jesus thought it necessary To address what he was thinking on, it does not tell us what he was thinking on, but evidently he was thinking on something wrong, and Jesus felt it necessary to correct his thinking, and so Jesus addressed Peter's thinking. No doubt had to do with taxes, with money, you know, you know, the whole thing, supply whatever it is. We don't know, but need to be corrected. But once Jesus corrected his thinking about the supply, about the situation, whatever he was thinking on, then God was able to bring a supernatural supply. And that's what we're looking at. That we must learn to think right about needs. We must learn to think right concerning supply. And how do we think right? Thinking in line with God's word. Because if we think wrong about something... We're going to believe wrong about something. And if we believe wrong, we will receive. Not, I hate to say wrong. We won't receive what God has for us. We, we, we know this, just in the area of healing. If you believe God makes you sick, or God uses sickness and disease to teach you a lesson, and you think that, guess what? You believe that. And if you believe that, you'll never get the healing power of God. Even though Jesus died and, and, and took the, the sin and the sickness of the whole world and it belongs to every single son of Adam. Every person on this earth. Healing belongs to them. But, but, it, it, but if someone thinks wrong and believes wrong, they'll never receive it. And the same, same thing in the area of supply. Now, from this account, we can learn many things. But uh, we, we just addressed a couple, and I believe it applies to us and, and to help us change our thinking. That number one... In this account, the need here wasn't very big. The need wasn't big. But yet the Holy Ghost saw fit to put this in the Bible for us. All right? The tax money, whatever tax it was, I I would liken it to our tolls on the thruway or something. It, It wasn't a very big amount. How do we know that? A single coin paid the tax, the tribute, the toll for two people. You know, and I don't know if it was a gold coin, a regular coin, or whatever, but one coin, just a single coin, was able to pay it off. And this tells us that there is no need too small for God to get involved with. And so God brings his attention. to a small thing. Yet the Holy Ghost said, no, this, this, they got to see this. You know, Philippians 4.19, we we quote it so much, but my God shall supply all the big needs in your life. And uh, when when I give those references, if you can put them up there, thank you. Uh, My God shall supply all of your needs. He wants to supply all of them. And not only does he want to supply them, but he wants to supply them according to his riches and glory. Not your riches, not your checkbook. Not Not to your own limitations, and so we we must, and it teaches us we must give place, we must give space for God to meet even the small needs in our life now you know we we, we all I think all of us have a what I call a default setting when you get a and a gadget or a piece of equipment, but usually you know with modern technology there's always the default settings you, you get an app default there, there are set configurations and of course first thing I want to do is maximize find out everything a program can to do and if I can't figure it out then I give the pastor Scott just like after after service day he's going to figure something out for me okay all of us have a default way of handling needs You know, if a need comes, we instantly want to take care of it a certain way. And if we always go to the false setting, that's all we're going to get. And it it can cut off God's supernatural supply. Because if Peter uh, talked to them and said, yeah, master pays taxes. And uh, he goes and says, Judas, write a check for $3.50. And went to Judas, he was the treasurer, and paid the taxes. How many know there, there was no supernatural element there? And so God wanted to supply it supernaturally, but if Peter went to default mode of how a small need was to be handled, God was, was cut caught off, caught off from the whole situation. So we, we got to think right about that. And, and be open. And just be open beyond our default settings. And, uh, you know, he could have paid it with the money he had, but God wanted to take care of it. And so, when, when a need arises, you, you may have money for the needs. You may have in checkbook, savings account, or maybe you have a default, well, I'll sell this, uh, I'll sell my kids, rent out my dog, you know, whatever. We, you know, we're, we're good with the calculator in our head. You know, and, and even if it's a, it's a need and, and you pretty much have a default. I I know I can handle this. As long as you do that, you're going to cut off God doing something greater than that. God is able to exceed the above what? All you ask or think. See, you think this is how it ought to be done. God thinks something else how that ought to be done. Peter thought, well, I'll go get Judas, get some money from Judas. God thought, no, the fish is going to supply your need. And so, you know, and we, we all have a choice. We can live naturally financially or we can live supernaturally financially. But we, we got to change the default settings. We, we got to be open um, in, in these areas. And uh, we, we must, you know, when something comes up to the Lord, how would you like to supply this and be open? Now, he may just, you know, say, or he doesn't give me direction. Of course, you know, you got money, check and count. You know, pay it that way. Absolutely. So we're not a- a- saying that you you go into Walmart, you, you fill up your cart with groceries, and you just, before you check out, Lord, how are you going to pay for this? How are you going to pay for this? We're, we're not advocating that that is foolishness. And, you know, God is not a God of foolishness. But uh, when things arise, say, when taxes come out, uh, you know, Lord, my tax, school taxes. How, how should we handle this? And, and it allows God to get involved with it. And so, you know, learn to do that. I've had the Lord tell me, uh, don't, don't be so quick to buy certain things. Trust me, believe me for it. How many of faith pleases Him? You know, and, uh, and, and the big thing here is that uh, this tax money, was supplied supernaturally outside the normal ways and means, outside of the default settings we have. Who would have thought, paying your taxes off, all you need to do is go fishing? Wouldn't that be awesome? I would love a testimony that, you man, I have a $6,000 tax bill, and the Lord told me to go fishing, and I caught a big muskie in Lake Erie. And I opened it up, and lo and behold, there was a priceless artifact that was lost in some ship that, that sunk in Lake Erie. And it is worth $3.4 million. I can pay that off, tithe, and, and enjoy the rest of it. You know, well, I just don't believe God would do that. Mm? He'll never do it for you. He absolutely will never do that for you if you don't think he can if you don't believe he can he's able to exceed above all you ask all you think you know I don't think Peter was thinking about fishing you know uh, maybe his thought was I go fishing and I'll catch a bunch of fish and I will sell them at the market give me a few days and I'll get that tax money taken care of no God has ways and means beyond our ways And and to be open because I believe so many times we've been limited in God's blessings in our life because of our default setting when uh, Nancy and I bought our home we have a a beautiful home uh, you know on uh, 22 acres set up on a hill and stuff like that when we were looking for a home um, of course we we followed our spirit and uh, I believe that God Wants to lead us, guide us supernaturally. And, uh, you know, the Lord led us to this house. And I, I knew that this was to be our house. And, you know, of course, we were doing our due diligence. We were saving money. But uh, back then, you know, you know, a whole lot of people were, were made sure that I was very muzzled <laughs> as a preacher. And, uh, you know, it didn't have a lot of money. And I, I, I was able to save some money, maybe just to pay some of the attorney fees. But that's about it. And we already, you know, we had bought a, a previous home and used that government where you only need 3 or 4% or something like that. And so now I, 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 need, I need 20% to get, get a loan. Well, I, I don't have the money. And, you know, the, the calculator doesn't have a God factor, an anointing factor on it. And, you know, doing the figures, well, I, I could pay for the house, pay for the insurance, uh, pay the bills on it, but, you know, my, my family won't eat <laughs> So you, you, you know it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. But I said, Lord, you led me to this house where God guides, He supplies, he supply all my needs. And so I just begin to wait on God, wait on God, Lord. You know, you led us this house. I just can't, I can't go to the, the bank and to give me a loan. I be, I'm believing God; it'll come in. They, they don't understand that, and they, they think I'm foolish, and they probably revoke my loan. And says this is a this is a nutcrack. Get them out of here. If he's that crazy to think that, he'd probably never pay his loan. But uh, I, I was praying, and later on I saw in a vision, an angel came down and, bam, smacked me in the side of the head. Of course, I didn't see it, didn't know it was an angel at the time, but later the Lord showed it to me. Um, then all of a sudden, something dropped down in my spirit that God gave me a plan where I could have the 20, you know the, the down payment and have someone else pay for it. And... That was beyond what I can ask or think. And, you know, and I actually spent over $1,000 to make sure what the Lord told me was legal. And guess what? It was legal. It was legal. And we got in the house, and, and God blessed us and, and where we are, and you know, the blessing the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. But what if I would have stuck to my default settings? What if I said, my calculator says, I can't have this. You know, I, I, you know as a, as a father, and as a, I must put the needs of my family first. I can starve, but I, I won't allow my family to starve. And if I would have just followed the fault settings, didn't, didn't allow for a God factor, we would still be looking for a house. And so again, God has ways and means above ours. And just because your calculator, your figure says no, Check in with God. He may say yes. You know, there's there's a very interesting thing. Turn with me to 2 Chronicles 16. 2 Chronicles 16. And this is uh, one of my favorite scriptures. I have hundreds of them, but one of my favorites. And it really points out this truth about the God factor. Allowing God... To do what he does best you can do what you do best but God does it better than you do in 2nd Chronicles 16 9 and just for the sake of time what was going on here King Asa had trusted God when a, a huge army came up against him he trusted God and God supernatural gave him victory God God just showed off because he trusted God. He didn't trust himself, his own calculator, his own thoughts and ways, there's no way I can beat this opposing army. But God says, I can. But he trusted God. He allowed God to come into this area of need in his life, and God showed off big time. And over the course of time, another army comes, not as big as the previous army. And uh, Asa says, God, excuse me, I can take care of this. After the spoils of war you gave me. And and so he, he went into the treasury and he paid the Assyrians to take care of that. Take care of the opposing, you know, based on his own supply that he had. But notice what God said. God sent a prophet to him. One of my favorite scriptures, again I have hundreds of them. Second Chronicles 16, 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. He's searching. He's looking at every, every second of the day. He's looking. What is he looking for? To show himself strong. To do mighty things. To show off. To, to allow his mighty power be demonstrated in the earth. And so the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards him. And he says to King Asi, here when, herein, thou hast done foolishly, therefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. You know what God called foolish? Taking care of his own needs his own way. Before, when it was so big, I need God, you looked to God, God showed up big. Oh, this isn't big, I have money, you know. I don't want to bother you, God. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll do this and that. And didn't let God in the equation. God calls that foolish. Yeah. Foolish. Therefore, his coffers were emptied. And the blessing, of Lord, uh, maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it. And because this didn't have the blessing, of Lord, there was sorrow. You'll have wars. And so, again, allowing God to be God. And you have to understand that anything we read in the Bible, you know, with King Asa, when we read about Peter and the, the fish's coin, when we read about Elijah being fed by ravens, I mean, you know, that's, you know, I like DoorDash, but, uh, but let's just, just let's dim it down. You know, God could bring ravens. But if you ever done DoorDash it's a great thing you don't need to just bring it to you a cost sector but brings it to you just imagine that uh, there's a, a great famine The stores are empty and all of a sudden a DoorDasher every morning and every evening brings you enough food more than enough for you and your family and someone else is paying for it yeah well uh, god would never do that <clears throat> you're right he'll never do it for you because you thank foolishly yeah. You, you understand God is God. He is, you know, someone ought to write a song about that. He, he is all-powerful, all-present, all-knowing. He, he's up there in his throne, unlimited power, and he's looking on 8 billion people and says, who's going to let me show off in their life? And most people say they don't acknowledge God or most of his, his Christians say no God can't do this I got to figure it out and I got to scramper and, and scrape and figure things out and because people think wrong they receive wrong and so we, we got to be enlarged God wants to show off how many of God showed off with the coin in Peter's mouth God showed off with ravens coming and, and God wants to show off for you God is no respecter of persons you know what that means God has no favorites I know a lot of people say I'm his favorite every single child of God can say that they're God's favorite what he did for anybody in the Bible he'll do it for you I, I have a dear friend Dr. Bill Matthews we've had him preach uh a couple of times in the midweek service. He is a wonderful, precious, humble man of God. And he, he's a dear friend. I'm just so honored to, to be called his friend. Not only because of his, his, his love for the Lord, his deep humility, but, you know, his ministry offices. And uh, Jesus appeared to him more than once. And I, I don't know, I like, when, I like to be friends with anyone that Jesus likes to show up with. You know, Kenneth Agan, Dr. Frane, and Bill Matthews is one of them, but he's very humble that most people don't know what, a, what a, a mighty, powerful man he is. And Jesus appeared to him more than once, but he said this, and I wrote it down, I've been using it over and over again. And Jesus said, and again, he's given a message for the body of Christ. He said the laws of faith work for everyone, everywhere, every time. And Jesus said this to him, if you can find one person I healed or did something for in the Bible or in the world, and I love the wording of Jesus, I am obligated to do it for anyone. I'm obligated. Why? His word is one with him. His word, if he does not keep his word, he ceases to be God. And so... Here, God says, I am no respecter of persons. I pay, pay no favorites. And if I did something supernaturally for one person, and they believe me, I'll do it for them too. I am obligated. God, God binds himself by his word. And so we, we, when, when we read about the miracles in the Bible, and say, oh well, yeah, it's a wonderful, great history lesson. No, the reason the record is, is God wants to do that for you. How do you know? We just read the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. He's searching, searching. Will someone allow me to be God? Would someone allow me to show off in their life? And so we, we must be enlarged in our heart. And again, we must think right. If we think right, we'll believe Right. If we'll believe right, we'll have the right. Matthew 6, 25 through 34, we don't need to turn there. But Jesus talked about how God would feed the birds, clothe the lilies of the field, and give give us a great discourse about God supplying every need of our life. But as we read this, and, and verse 25, go ahead and put verse 25, just start off. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. The first thing he addresses about God supplying our needs is how we think. And he was saying, take no thought, no worried, anxious thought. If you're worried, anxious thought, you're thinking wrong, and because if you think wrong, you believe wrong, you'll have wrong. And five times in this discourse, he said, your father knows that you have need of all these things. Your father wants to give you all these things. But what Jesus kept saying five times, take no thought. Take no anxious thought. Think right about the supply. And so, uh, how are we think about God's supply in our life? In Matthew 19, we don't need to turn there for the sake of time. When the Pharisees came to Jesus and asked him about the subject of divorce. And he said, Master, what do you say about divorce? You're a preacher of love. And so they're trying to corner him. He says, you know, Moses told us, man, we we can get divorced. You can just give a a bill of divorcement, and that settles it, and then you're a free man or a free woman. But what do you think? Because it doesn't seem in line of what you teach Jesus. And uh, Jesus addressed that subject, but in it he addresses all subjects. First of all, he addresses why divorce was allowed in the Old Testament is because of your hardness of heart. They, they, they were not born again. They, they were spiritually dead, and you, you have to have laws. The Bible says laws are not made for a righteous man, for, but the unrighteous. And so you, to, you, you had to have a law to curb sin, to curb that sinful nature. And Jesus addressed it, the reason he gave him because your hardness of heart. But Jesus said something that is a key to understanding the ways and means of God. But he said, in the beginning, it was not so. And so what Jesus is saying, if you want to know how God thinks about something, if you want to know God's ways about something, you have to look in the beginning, not in the law, not through the history of Israel, that God's original intention for man is in the beginning. And so we we must... Think like God thinks. For God says, my thoughts are, what, higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. as heavens are higher than the earth. So are my thoughts and ways above yours. So if your default to your thinking, it is so low compared to God's thought, and you're going to be limited by that low way. So we have to be open to God's thoughts. So for the sake of time, put, put up Genesis 126. Genesis twenty twenty six. we visited before, but every time we, we bring it up, we, we embellish it and we learn some more things. Again, thinking right. And we understand that six days, God recreated the earth. We know he didn't create the earth in six days. The earth was already there in day one. So six days, he, he carefully fills the earth with everything. Trees, water, lands, birds, creepy things. And he fills the earth with, with everything. And you know what he does? He puts man on the fully supplied earth. And it tells us the ways and means of God. Whenever a need shows up, God is up there and says, Oh my God, what am I going to do? Oh, there's a need, I, I, I'm going to have to work to bring a supply. No, God makes a supply. Before he places man there God has supply for everything you need for your life It's already been it's already been orchestrated the Bible says before the foundation the world He had you in mind and and he's planned big things for you and because he's planned it He puts supply in your life to carry out the plan and purpose of God in your life. He's he's already Supplied it and that's how God does you know, nothing takes God by surprise. Anything in your life, God is not saying, oh my God, when am I going to do? It? He says, no, God already has a supply. He, he, he puts a supply in before he puts man in. But notice what God said after he makes the whole earth, the whole earth, and puts two people on it. He said, let us make man in our image and likeness. Now look, look at this. If you have a religious devil, you're going to be upset with me. What God say? Let them have. Let them have. God was, man was made to have stuff. God created that way. God put the whole earth, excessive supply, and God says, I want you to have that. Everything. To have it. And you ought to go around and say, "God, God created me. God made me to have. God made me to have. It is right in the sight of God for me to have." Yes, yes, yes. God. Well, you know, don't want to be greedy. Don't want to be covetous. I don't want. You know, you know, the love of money is root of all evil. And you know, you think wrong, you have wrong. And we'll we'll dress will dress some of those things. But you got to understand. Jesus told those Pharisees, if you want to know how God thinks about man and in God's dealings with man, you got to go in the begin. In the beginning, God made man to have. Recreate to have. And notice the extent: dominion, rule, ownership over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, over all the earth. Two people. That's a whole lot of stuff. And every creepy, all of it, every single thing, God gave him to have it. I gave you to have. God made a supply before the need ever showed up. Let them have. God created us to have. And, and what is absolutely crazy about God is here gives them the whole earth, and God still says that isn't good enough. I'm going to build you a custom-made home. Well, Pastor, I don't believe you should have a big house. You shouldn't well, that's fine. You can have what you think, what you believe, but it's not what God thinks. It's not what God believes. God, God, on top of all this, He He plants a special garden, a home. And he says, he he puts exotic trees. He puts trees in there that weren't found anywhere else. Everything. He fills their pantry with every good thing. And he he puts two trees, the the tree of knowledge, of good and evil, the tree of life. The, the, those are collector's items. Can't touch them. Look, but don't touch. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Under security. Yes. That's good. And you know what God said? This is good. I like it. God said, well, after he placed man in the garden to have, he said, this is very good. This is how God thinks. God thinks supply is good. And, it, and, then, and God gets crazy. Uh, put Genesis chapter uh, 2, how about verse 10? After the trees, and there went out a, a river, went out of Eden. So Adam's house is by the water. I mean, you know, a beach home, sea home costs extra. Even a home by the river costs extra. If you see Lake Erie from your house, they'll tax you because it costs extra. That, that's luxury. God says, this is good. Having a beach house is good. Well, you're just twisted. You think wrong. You're religious. You think wrong. And therefore, you will never be blessed of the Lord. Don't get me wrong. It took, it took me years and years, years to, to get this out of me. And I'm still growing in these areas because of my default modes. You know, the way I was raised and not enough and the religion I went to and, and this area, you know, and how people think in this area. It, it, it takes a, a strenuous effort to renew your mind to God's mind. You know, if, if you've experienced any of those things. And so, um, here, a house by the water. And the first is Pisan, verse 11, can pass the whole land of Havilah. Now, look at this where there's gold. And the gold of that land is an abomination to God. No, 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 don't touch the gold, don't touch it. No, God says, I put gold in there, and that gold is good. Now, why did God tell Adam where the gold was? Let them have. What, what is Adam going to do with it? It's not like he's going to go to the store and trade after you know, a population grows. would. You yeah, know, it's just pretty to look at. Make jewelry out of it. If you want, pave a driveway in the Garden of Eden with whatever you want. It's just good. Gold is good. And the onyx stone, and the, the bdellium, you know, precious stones. God, why? Well, I, I don't think, you know, women should wear jewelry. Eh. You know, you can't have too big. You don't be flat. Eh. You think wrong. Now, don't get me wrong, there's a balance. You've got to follow conscience. You know, we, we ought to give glory to God and not to man. But God said, let them have. Let them have. And see, you know, there, there's a spiritual darkness over our region that keeps men in bondage with religion and keep men in bondage with poverty. You go to bigger cities, and they're expanding. New highways, and you, you go to Dunkfortonia, you, you leave for 10 years, it's pretty much the same in 10 years. Yeah. Why? We go, oh, the politician, no, people think wrong. Right. They believe wrong, and that, that unbelief just puts a blanket over this area. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the devil has no power unless you agree with him. He has no power unless you agree with him. But if you think, well, you know, you just go, we just got to live enough to get by and, you know, we don't, you think that way, that's what you're going to have and you're, you're in full agreement with what the devil wants for your life. But God, God said, and I, I know it rubs people wrong, but I, I have to, out of love of God, just get that religious devil out of you and get that wrong thinking. It, it was on me for over 20 years and thank God to set me free. I want to set you free. Gold, Good. All right, I'm fixing clothes in 10 minutes. In the Catholic Church, our Father, join with me. Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You, you, how many ex-Catholics here? How many current Catholics here? No, I, yeah, yeah, we, we prayed that, the Lord's Prayer. And you know when we sin, we gotta pray it so many times. But do you ever look at what you're praying, or do you just pray words? I know when I was lost as I just prayed the words that way. I get the sin off of me, and you know you can take communion. But uh, but my Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's precious. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. What? as it is in heaven we prayed that God's will would be done in the earth as it is in heaven I doubt anyone would challenge me on this God's will is done in heaven nothing but God's will is done in heaven and God says pray that what's in heaven gets done on the earth that means naturally what is going on in heaven is not happening in earth. How I many can testify that? Yes, and amen. I mean, there's no COVID, no variants of COVID in heaven. There's no sickness and disease, there's no wars in heaven. Right? And see, so it's God's will that these things be not done in the earth. You know, really, if it if it isn't in heaven, you have no business with it on the earth. You have no business with it. There, there's no sickness, no disease. Because the, the, no one's sick in heaven. No, no one gets up and says, Jesus, I just can't show up for pep rally today. I'm feeling under the weather. Bring, bring, bring the, the house physicians, Jesus. I am just, I'm just not myself today. Not only is there not sickness and disease, there's no weakness no, there, nothing is frail nothing is, is, is weak in heaven and Jesus paid such a price for the will of God to be on earth as in heaven we, 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 we say 1 Peter 2.24 by whose stripes we were healed why? Jesus became sin, became our sickness and he, all the sickness of the world was put on his spirit And he was judged for it. Why? That the will of heaven would be done in the earth. That way every single person can be healthy and strong and live long. That's in heaven, right? No one's weak. Everyone's strong. That is the will of God. But if you don't think that, then you believe wrong. And so it's important how we think about anything. If it's, if it's not being done in heaven, we have no business on earth. Jesus paid that price. But let me ask you this. Is there lack in heaven? Is God every day going to angels? I don't know. There, there, there's, there's 20 billion people up in heaven. And I, I got how are we going to feed all these mouths and, and having meetings and figuring out how, how, how can we take care of everybody and then all the cries in the earth how, how are we going to do this how are we going to take care of now in heaven there's nothing but a full supply there is no shortages now put this pretty scripture up there in John 14 2 John 14. Do you think Jesus would lie? No, I don't think so. Jesus said this. In my Father's house, that means his home, his house, there are many mansions. What? God's house has mansions in it. We would say that is excessive that is wrong and you think wrong you are calling God wrong you're calling God excessive not just one or too many if it were not sold so I told you and he says I go and prepare a place for you mansions house now Hang on to your religious hats. Revelation 21 and verse 18. Just for the sake of time. Let's look at God's house. And the building of the wall was of jasper. And the city was pure gold. Likened to clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper. The second, the sapphire. The third, a whatever you want to call it. I never heard of such a thing, although in the King James Bible, the fourth an emerald, the fifth the sardonyx, the sixth the sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth the beryl, the ninth the topaz, the tenth the <laughs> sounds like a dinosaur. The 11th to Genesis, and the 12th an Amorist, you know. This is what God's house is made up with. Verse 21, and the 12 gates were 12 pearls, and every gate was of one pearl. That means these huge gates, one pearl was carved out of it. It was made out of one pearl. And the streets of the city was pure gold and was transparent as glass. We pray, my Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Why did God put the gold on the earth and all the precious jewels? He says, copy me. What I got here, you can have here. Well, you know, we should only have a shack. We got to be humble. You know what? That's what you're going to have. Then when you get to heaven, you're going to see how God thinks. You're going to see that you agreed with the devil and religious thinking. You're going to say, oh my goodness, I suffered. I had so little and, and I thought I was being such a good Christian. Now, this, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My way, see, our thoughts and ways. If you're going to build an addition to your home or house, you know where you go? You go to Home Depot or Lowe's or Frederickson's or Ad lumber and You get building material Our thoughts and our ways God says no go to Kirk's Jewelers Build your house get everything Kirk's Jewelers. Well, that's excessive. That's God That's God We pride ourselves of being conservative thinking but it's really in agreement with devil lot the of these areas we really Need to be excessive in our thinking. Because it's God's thoughts. It's getting quiet in this Presbyterian convention. When when Jesus filled Peter's nets, he he told Peter, Cast down your nets. But if you say that, you know, Peter went to default mode. Lord, I've been at it all night. I'm an experienced fisherman. It doesn't work that way. I've tried, i tried, and tried. Jesus said, let down your nets. But nevertheless, you tell me, I'll do it. And he didn't let down his nets. He let down a net. And when the, when the, the fish came in, his nets began to break. It was so much, they couldn't fit in a net, and he had to hire partners to come and carry this load. That's excessive. That's, that's more than enough. That's how God thinks. That's what God calls good. God says in Psalm 23, my cup overfloweth. He, he don't like it a quarter from the top. He doesn't like it over the he, he He's only satisfied when it's running and extra and excessive. That's what God wants you. Well, you know, Pastor, I'm just afraid you're, you're getting off. Yes, I'm getting off the devil's way of thinking. God's ways of thinking. You know, don't get me wrong. You can love the Lord, serve the Lord, and live in a shack and, 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 and have nothing all your life and think you're, you're just being so wonderful. And, but then when you get to heaven, and you're going to see there's no shacks. There's nothing poverty mindset. It's only the best and God made us to have the best. Amen. Well, Pastor, I've been serving the Lord for 36 years, and I have nothing. You know why you have nothing? You think wrong. Yeah. You believe wrong. Well, you got to understand, I'm on a fixed income. And God shall supply all of your needs according to your fixed income. Oh, no. Dr. DeFrame, my daddy. Hey, Dad. I'm quoting you. If you're on fixed income, who fixed it? Yeah. You did God wants to do exceedingly above all we ask or think. We owe a million dollars. Well, if, if we get in it calculus, it'll we'll take it'll take 17 years to pay that thing off. No, we can get paid off in a year. You know, let's just enlarge our our thinking. Enlarge God. I, I can't. I would love to hear. Yeah, I I, I made hundred thousand dollars last year. I used to make ten. That gives glory to God. God showed up. Yes, yes. God doesn't give glory when you have the same thing and, and expenses go up and, and your, your, your level of living goes down. God gives no glory out of that. But I got to go. You know, and so that's the beautiful thing about pastoring. Is I get you next week. And uh, we'll just pick it up from there. Allarging our thinking. Getting rid of the default settings. Instead of minimum, let's put them on maximum. Let us pray. Father, we're just so grateful and thankful that we can come and be admonished and encouraged, our faith being lifted up. Now, Father, we're not dangling a carrot in front of a a donkey to get him motivated like Bugs Bunny did. Father, your word is truth. And Father, you, you desire above all things that your children would prosper and be in health as their soul prospers. And so, Father, we thank you, Father, for enlarging our minds, helping us to grasp your thoughts in these areas. Father, in Jesus' name. Real quick, with heads bowed and nice eyes closed, I know, we, you know, looking at mostly our folks here, but we have many people looking online. But real quick, anybody here, you've never been born again, or you're what we call backslidden, and you're away from the Lord, and you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, go ahead and raise your hand. You know, we, we have our, our faithful people here, but if you're watching this morning, and you, you're not born again, or maybe you, you have been born again, and you're, you're what we call backslidden, or you're a prodigal son or daughter, please know God loves you. God, the Bible says God can, showed his love by when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When you need not know God, God died for you Went to hell in your place That way you can go to heaven And that's how much God loves you And uh, right now If you'll call on God God will save you it, it, If you call on God that you'll, you'll be forgiven if you're backslidden The Bible says whoever calls on the Lord shall be saved So if you're watching you're, you're, You don't know God Or you once knew God And you need to come back right now Call on him How do you do that? Just simple prayer Like this is God I believe that Jesus is your son I believe he died for my sins and I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior a very simple but sincere prayer like that God has heard your prayer and you are now a child of God your sins are forgiven and we want to encourage you go ahead and tell us that you 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 made a decision on because of today's broadcast and also it's so important to find a good church home if you're in the Fredonia Duncan area we welcome you here we have Many family churches throughout New York and Pennsylvania, but if you're way beyond that, find a good Bible-believing church. teaches new birth, that teaches the Bible. Uh, it'll help you to grow. We we love you, and uh, we pray God's blessings in your life in Jesus' name, Amen. All righty, we're going to go ahead and uh, close service. And how we close is we're going to close with worship. We receive the Word, and we're going to worship God together. Then once I dismiss, uh, if you're available, we're going to pray about 10 minutes. Pray for the miracle crusade. And we, we love for you to stay, but we understand sometimes, you know, your family obligations, sometimes you have to be somewhere. We, we understand that. And even if you only have a few minutes, thank God, you know, any, anything that you, you, you exercise, your heart will be a help to us. So worship team, go ahead.